Welcome to Podcasting Smarter, the podcast for podcasters by podcasters. Podcasting Smarter is the official podcast from Podbean, featuring podcasting interviews, best practices, and helpful tips. We're here to give you the tools, resources, product updates, and news to help you get started podcasting and keep your podcast growing. Welcome back, everyone, to Podcasting Smarter and our April live event, Mastering Your Podcast Website, Best Practices, and SEO Tips with our Director of Customer Success here at Podbean, John Kiernan, and Capshow CEO, Deidre Chen, talking about how you can maximize your reach and create the biggest impact with your podcast website. For those of you who may be joining us for the first time, Podcasting Smarter has live stream sessions like this one with top podcasters and experts within the industry. We also have exclusive recorded episodes on the Podcasting Smarter podcast, so check us out there. Podcasting Smarter is brought to you by Podbean. We're a podcast hosting and monetizing platform and home to over 600,000 podcasts. To start your podcast, head over to podbean.com today. And now we'll get started. Hello. 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 So we'll jump straight in. First off, I want to talk a little bit about the relevancy of podcast websites because most people, when they're listening to a podcast, they're going to listen on a directory, right? They're going to listen on Podbean's podcast, podcast directory, Podbean, Spotify podcasts, Apple podcasts, Amazon music. You know, they're in general, when they think of, oh, where am I going to find a podcast? It's within a directory. So as listeners are accessing podcasts through different directories, why are podcast websites important? Deidre, let's start with you. Okay, cool. Um, gosh, it is incredibly important for a lot of reasons. Uh, one, as we know, it is it can be SEO optimized, so very searchable on Google and any of the other search engines, to be honest. It actually also, because of the fact that it's it's optimized for search or can be, it also actually helps with the authority and credibility. So a lot of, I speak to a lot of SEO experts and more and more, there is definitely a, um, we need to evangelize the fact that we need to be experts as podcasters in a particular topic, in a particular niche, but then we need to be able to share that in a way that the search engines and other people can actually find it. So we'll go into a little bit more what that means and looks like, but also really importantly, it's, it's something that you own, you know, a lot of the the directories and things like that. Again, we talk about social media a lot being rented space. It's so, sort of similar where the directories and the places that we distribute normally are kind of rented spaces for us. But a podcast website, especially when you have your own domain, is a thing that you own. It's an asset that you're actually building for yourself and your business. And I could go into a lot of other reasons why things like you know, you can just have a lot more fun with it. We do. We put a lot of images, et cetera, in it that you just can't in a description on, on a player. And, you know, we, I have a thing that we call the show notes funnel that I can also go into, which is a really powerful way to direct people to your podcast website from your podcast. But I just kind of rattled off the top of my head some really, um, of, to me, why it's really important to have a podcast website. But yeah, any questions? I'd love to hear from John as well. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah, I think one of the big things too with having a podcast website, absolutely echoing everything that Deirdre said. One thing that uh, for those who have been with us for a little bit, you probably hear me talk a lot about an EPK or a press kit, right? Something that can be an easy deliverable that you can give to brands or you can give to, let's say, conventions that you're looking to speak at that are something that you carefully have cultivated that have a lot of pieces 
um, about your show, whether it's like high level guests that you've had, uh, information about your show and different statistics and metrics and things like that. Depending on how you decide to use your website, you can also leverage your website as either part of your EPK or a lot of people actually use their website as their uh, press kit as well. So having it not just as a resource for podcast or for audiences to go to uh, to check out your content, but also having it as that landing place that's an aggregate of the professional way that you want your podcast to come off to uh, people within an industry, that can also be a beneficial way to use it as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a lot of that's a lot of wisdom from you too right there. And I think, you know, just to reiterate, Deidre, what you were saying, you know, social media is rented space, right? You're on someone else's platform, but with a website, it's really the home for your show. Mm. So you get to decorate it and you get to talk about it and you get to expand upon it as much as you want. And yes. so we're just here today to talk about the best ways to do that, to make sure that, you know, like you said, your credibility, whatever you're an expert in or whatever your show is an expert, has an expertise in, it really gets highlighted and gets the recognition that it deserves. So absolutely. Now, John, I want to speak to you a little bit about how important website design and the user experience is for a podcast website. Because here at Podbean, every podcast hosting that we offer includes a free website. So we're pretty excited about that aspect as well. So let's talk a little bit about what that design um, can do for a podcast. And then I think we have some screenshots so we can definitely show everybody watching here today what it looks like when you have your podcast website here with Podbean, which is included in our hosting, which is pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing before we even go into website design, one thing that's great about the Podbean website is that the websites are both desktop and mobile optimized, meaning that you have a website that works well in both places, uh, which works great for indexing your website within the different search directories also. Um, but on top of that, it makes it a seamless experience for somebody checking it out on their iOS or Android device, as well as somebody checking out your website on a desktop or a laptop or a computer environment. So in both of those ways, you know that the design that you have with Podbean is going to work effortlessly in both ways. Now, talking about website design, I think that there's kind of a general rule with website design, not necessarily just about podcasting, but just website design in general, that everything should be one to two clicks away, right? So yeah. basically, you want to make accessing pieces of your website as easy as possible for your audience or for your website visitor, right? So if there's something that you really want to get in front of somebody, having it on, let's say, a page three or four levels down makes it difficult for somebody to get to. And the likelihood that they'll make it four or five pages in is something that you know might not be 100% all the time. So what you can do is when you're creating your website, uh, for example, with Podbean's website, if you want to go ahead and show uh, one yeah, of the first absolutely. screenshots here. So right here, this is just even just some of the basics about the Podbean website. At the top, you should see how we have a bar that says Home, Subscribe, Resources, Enterprise Solution. These are all custom websites that Podbean gives you the ability to link out to. You can create a page within the Podbean ecosystem on the website, or you can go ahead and link out to another website. So for example, if you were to click on the enterprise solution, that would lead you right to podbean.com slash pro to show us to show you more about some of our pro plans and things of that nature. So already within one click on being on the website, you're already directed to a place that we want you to uh, view more information about our enterprise solution. Now, even in that vein, if you look down on the listen on tab, 
our Podbean website gives you the ability anytime you submit to a directory to have that directory listed under the listen on field. And what that gives a listener the ability to do is it allows them to choose their favorite podcast directory to click on to listen to your content. And these are all the different directories, but some of the directories you can find us on even more than this, but some of the directories that you can find our podcasting smarter show on. So let's say you like using the Podbean app. You can click the Podbean button and it goes right to the Podbean directory, the Apple podcast, same thing. Um, and again, you see how it's right there as soon as you open up the website. You don't have to go to a submenu. You don't have to go to a sub-submenu. It's right there on the front page. So what you're telling people is, this is the most important information that I want you to access. But for a podcast perspective, what you're saying is, this is what I want you to do. I want you to have the easiest access. I want you to listen on the place that feels most comfortable and listen to the pieces I'm putting out. Absolutely, John. And I think reducing that click fatigue is so important. And I also just want to reiterate, we'll go to the next, the next screenshot, but I also want to reiterate what you said about mobile optimized websites, because people are generally listening to podcasts on their mobile devices, right? On your phone, whether it's a Samsung or whether it's an iPhone, whatever your phone is, right? If you like a podcast, you're going to maybe go on their show notes, click their website link, and that website is going to open up on their phone. So I think making sure you have a mobile optimized website is also super important. And John, walk us through this next screenshot from our website for Podcasting Smarter. Absolutely. So this screenshot here is an expanded view of what we just saw. But the thing that you get with Podbean as a Podbean website is that you get a variety of different ways that you can view your episodes. And this here is in our list view on this specific theme and template. Um, first off, talking about themes and templates, we give you a variety of customizable themes and templates. That, but you can see even with very little customization here, you already have a professional looking website that if we look at the players here, will automatically show all of the uh, most recent podcast episodes. So when you're giving this podcast website link to listeners or to potential advertisers or uh, to potential uh, people, let's say for conferences that you're speaking at, not only are you able to show them your branding up front, but they can automatically go to your website and just by scrolling, not even by clicking to anything else, they can already click on one of your episodes and start listening to your content. So talking about that one to two click, there's not even a click here involved. You already have the ability to just click right on any episode and start listening to it, which also leads us to something I'm sure that we'll talk about here in a little bit, which is making sure that your titles and your show descriptions are something that you uh, that you optimize, not just for SEO, but to be captivating for people to want to click on those episodes. But with Podbean, you should see here that we have this list view that you can just click on any episode and start listening, even independent of having any sort of uh, third-party directory listening app. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to take us next to what it looks like from a directory standpoint. So can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. And the reason I included this screenshot here is because when we talk about customizing your website, and especially when it comes to our ecosystem, the content that you publish on Podbean shows up both on your podcast website, and as we've been talking about, shows up on the various directories. So when we're thinking about how we want to maximize our SEO, and we want to maximize the amount of search traffic that we're going to get on our shows, we want to make sure that not only is the content uh, formatted for how it looks on the website, but we might also want to look at some of our, the most popular directories or some of the directories that we're seeing we get the most traffic on to make sure that our show is 
uh, being searchable using the keywords that we're targeting, as well as making sure that our show description and our show notes have all the information showcased how we want it to. And what I mean by that is uh, Norma Jean does a great job when it comes to the show notes and descriptions for our podcasting smarter show. And down at the bottom, you should see how it says sign up for the Podbean VIP program, read details about the VIP program on our blog. Many of these directories will allow you to use hyperlinks. And you know the fact that you, the fact that you can have hyperlinks in something like Apple Podcasts, which is one of the top directories, take advantage of that. Allow your show notes to tell a description and a story about your show. But if you're trying to direct traffic to different places and let people know about upcoming episodes or let them know about social media where they can follow you, or maybe you have a newsletter that you have a landing page for, you can use that real estate. And if you go into these different directories just to make sure it works, then not only are you optimizing the SEO with the different pieces for the description and the title, but you're also using that real estate to help drive traffic to other places that you want to. So not only is it important for the website perspective, but it's also important to make sure that what you're putting out is formatted properly for the directories. Absolutely, John. And we're just going to go to the next to the next screenshot here where we really talk about, you know, how your your episodes are displayed, how your different episodes are displayed within directory. And for everybody out there listening, if you do have any questions, pop them here in the chat. We're definitely here to interact with you, answer your questions. So make sure that you, if you do have any questions about your podcast website or your podcast, that you pop them here in the chat. And I think you're right in terms of hyperlinks in the episode descriptions. And I think we're definitely going to talk to Deidre about this again in a couple of minutes. So tell us a little bit about how your show presents on the different directories with multiple episodes. Yeah, definitely. So very similar to how we saw on the website earlier on the Podbean website. And we're using Apple Podcasts. This is probably a directory that most of us are uh, most familiar with within the podcasting medium. And this just shows the first four episodes, right? So you see that first off, the episode title shows up Podbean VIP, Unlock Free Hosting, Achieving a Voice of Change, Creating a Podcast Network for Your Niche. So those are the things that people are going to see up front when they go to your directory listing. But you also see how there's a little bit of um, overlay with some of the descriptions, right? So you already see for Tuesday's Podbean VIP on this episode of Podcasting Smarter, it has the description. And then it says also so that creators can. And then it has the ellipses that tell you that there's more uh, words there if you click on the episode. But this also highlights the fact that what you put within the first, let's say, three lines or so is important for catching an audience, right? So you may sit here and you may go, you know what? The way that I want to format my show notes is I want to have maybe an introductory sentence, something that's not too long, something that's not too crazy that will lead people into, okay, this is what like a one-sentence description about the show is going to be about. Or kind of like we do, we talk about a lot of things on the show, so we want to give at least a little bit of expansion on that. So you see how in our different descriptions here, we have who's going to be on the show and then a little bit about what you're going to hear on the show. So it can act a bit as a lead generator in that way. But knowing how it shows up on Apple Podcasts and knowing how it shows up on the directories can help you when you're creating those descriptions, when you're creating your show. Are you somebody that maybe has been putting, uh, kind of going back to the hyperlinks, right? Does every show description that you have have the hyperlinks as the first thing that somebody sees. That might not be, or what you could probably do is you could probably take those show website description pieces and move them to the bottom and then open up that top real estate for the descriptions like we have here. Because if, if you have 10, 11, even 100, 200, 300 episodes, 
where all of them just say, check us, check out our website here and then have the Facebook links. It doesn't really give a, it doesn't really give or paint a picture or an idea of what the show is going to be about. So just being able to see how it shows up here can help you optimize those descriptions so that people, so that you're creating something that people want to go to if they've never heard about your show before. Yeah, absolutely. And we just got one more slide here. So, you know, this is kind of the, the overall description for one episode. So you're seeing multiple links here. We're using one of our episodes here, Podcasting Smarter, as an example. And I think you're just also going to talk about a funnel as well coming up, which I'm pretty excited to hear about. Um, but when we're looking at this screenshot, you're right, John, there's so many points of contact. And you're able to direct people to different aspects of your website, different episodes. You know, Podbean, for every episode that we put out on Podcasting Smarter, we link, you know, other episodes in the show notes, you know, so we're already directing people back to the site for, for additional episodes for check out this podcast, for, you know, if you want to find out more about the episode, if you want to join our email list. So, the, I mean, obviously, you know, Podbean, we're a larger organization, we're a hosting company, but any podcaster can really utilize these tools. Yeah, absolutely. And then for each topic that you put out, for each podcast that you put out, you may have, for example, a template in which Deirdre can talk about too, of different things that you're going to put out for each episode, right? You're always going to tell people where they can follow your show. You're always going to tell people if you have social media where they can follow you. But maybe there's something that you bring up. Maybe there's a great interview that you bring up that is external to the podcast that you're currently putting out. You may say, you know what? We heard this great interview with this person. And at this point, they said this. And you can put those pieces in the show notes also. So not only can your show notes be a place for website links that uh, link out to extra pieces of your content, but if there's something that helps amplify that you brought up in the show, what you're talking about, then you can also link to various pieces there too. So again, I, I always put over the descriptions that you have because you go so in-depth with it. And um, I think that for anybody looking for how show notes should be cultivated and how you can route things, I think the Podcasting Smarter channel does a great job at um, highlighting what traffic can or how you can direct traffic to different places. Oh, well, thanks, John. We do our best. Um, well, I want to ask you both, about common SEO mistakes. Deirdre, this may be a little bit more your wheelhouse, but mm. what are some common SEO mistakes that podcasters make on their website? Because, you know, there are so many opportunities to optimize that, you know, there, there are bound to be those, those learning opportunities and growth moments. Yeah, for sure. I think that there are three main ones that all of us are making with our SEO. The first is that we tend to sometimes talk about too many topics. And I, I get it because we're all creators, right? And we, we yes, really love and we're all in this that. like diffused focus age, right? Yes. You know, where no one can really, you know, we're all wearing a million hats and talking about exactly. a million things and social media and the doom scrolling and all that for sure. Yeah. I was actually, it was really interesting. I was talking to a user of Capture. Um, he has a great show and he's very, very, he knows who his target audience is. You know, he's gone down to like giving them a name. Um, it's a, it's a male person. And he's like, I know that for my target audience, they, they like to hear about, I think he has four pillars, like finance, health, fitness, faith. I think, no, health and fitness are the same. Finance. Anyway, there's four. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lifestyle are, show. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Quite, quite wide ranging. And what I, so there's a good and bad thing. The good thing about that is I love his conviction about who it is that he's talking to. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure that his audience agrees. It's like, yes, I love to listen to all of these because they're all different facets of my life. And then, but the bad thing is that when we're talking about SEO, is that that actually doesn't help you. Because when we want to, as I said before, initially, when we want to be seen as an expert or an authority in something, we, the search engines need to be able to pick that up and know, oh, well, Deidre just talks about podcast growth or, you know. So we got to dig deep. Find your need, dig deep. Okay. From a topic perspective, not just an audience, but a topic perspective too. So that's the first mistake. The second is related, but also is an extension. It's like keep, then when you know what the topic is that you're talking about, we do tend from like a keyword research perspective or, you know, when we're we're writing, we tend to keep the topics pretty broad as well. Um, I see this mistake being even with our capture users. So we've um, built in a topic chooser for this purpose to be like, hey, you know, try to, you know, we want to be able to help you. These are the topics that you spoke in. about. But you yeah. need to keep honing it in. Exactly. So that's the second mistake. And then the third one is a big one. Actually, this is probably the biggest one is not having empathy for our audience. And what that means is that we're just so in the hamster wheel sometimes. It feels like that where we're like, we, we recorded, we've edited. We just need to we just need to get things out there, um, and we forget that there's actually someone like a human on the other side of that that doesn't want to just maybe read a block of text. Like they want things to be broken up into the different paragraphs. They want yeah. you know to see images, and you know the way that any of us read articles or anything that we click on on the internet, we need our attention to be grabbed and, and held onto. So I find that that's a re- that's a big one that we make time and time again. So yeah, that's my top three common no, absolutely. mistakes. And I think, I think variety is the spice of life. So, you know, it's, it's really hard when you're trying to optimize your show and your audience to be an expert in one thing. Like, you know, for example, like the podcast you were just talking about real estate, don't talk about restaurant recommendations, focus on real estate, you know, and it's so easy, right? Because somebody comes on your show and they're talking about, oh, I invested in some properties in this city. And you say, oh, they have a good rib joint there. It's so easy to get off track. It's just, it happens in a heartbeat, you know? But at the same time, you know, you really have to be that focused. And then on the opposite side of that, on the copy side, you have to have visual diversity. And mm-hmm. Capture offers a lot of really great tools for that, right? I love the quotables. I love it. Um, and, you know, what's great about Capture for everybody out there, you upload the audio of your episode and then Capture will create copy. So you don't have to write your show notes. Capture will do it for you. And they'll write social media posts and they'll pull quotes from the episode. And I, I've found, you know, just having to look through the back end of the platform, it's phenomenal technology, you know, seeing those different quotes and, you know, having, breaking up that text that, you know, just your eyes get tired after a while, breaking up that text and saying, okay, you know, you have a little bit of a description, like John was saying for our show notes for podcasting smarter, you have a little bit of a description and then, oh, cool. There's this cool quote in bold, you know, that just kind of snaps up what the episode is about. So it's the inverse of really niching down in your content because you're able to take that content that's so specified. It's just so, you know, niche down for your audience, but then you create the diversity within that vertical, right? In terms of the copy and visually how you present it. I think that's so important. Um, And I want to talk a little bit about how podcasters can optimize their websites for search engines. So we're going to do a little bit of a screen share and I'm going to have you talk a little bit about cap show and kind of show, you know, some of the tools that you guys have and some of your insight about how podcasters can optimize their websites. 
Oh, I'm so excited to show this. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, if we, yeah, let's share the screen. Awesome. So this is uh, what Capture looks like when you've uploaded, as Norma Jean said, you upload your audio file. I've clicked into the podcast website content. Uh, so this is literally the templates that you can access. So we have our own and look, Podbean, because you can learn from the experts and the best That's right. have a template as well. Um, once you click on a template, it, it actually automatically pre-populates uh, with content, which is all the, by the way, all editable, but also you have other options that you can also drag and drop into it and replace this content if you like. So, you know. And you example, don't have to create this content. It's created from robots. It's AI. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so, it's so cool. So I could, I could bring this in, delete this block, edit it, make it, it I can do whatever I want with it. But essentially... Like, you know, we have a bit of a, this is the capture template that, that I've used, but this is, and, you know, Norma Jean mentioned the quotes. So it's a great way to break up, you know, the, the block of text that you see. So anyway, so that's, so what we do then is you can just um, copy and paste that out or download it and you build your website. So uh, using Podbeans and I'll show you, I kind of wanted to show you this because I'm, I'm pretty proud of, proud of this and I'll go into the tactics of, you know, the three key things that we once you've kind of copied and pasted the content from Capture into your website builder, what the three things are that we then kind of do on top of that to yeah, um, absolutely. optimize. Cool. So um, we, so I did an episode with um, Ariel from Squadcast actually on building an engaged community. And it's on the first page of Google. So I love showing this. <laughs> But yeah, this is so kind of what I'm... Deirdre has the podcast, the Grow My Show podcast. So for everybody out there, we've had Deirdre come on Podcasting Smarter. And I believe John has been on yes. the Grow My Podcast show. So yes. it's definitely one to follow as well. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Um, so we, you can see here, you know, one of the first things is rich media uh, is what I would always say. Don't just, you know, copy and paste straight out of Capture. I mean, you can do that, but then you want to add to it. And how we add to it is rich media. What I mean by that is, videos. You know, we do YouTube videos that go along with our podcast. We, you know, have images. So we try to make them as personal as possible. So all the guests that I have on, I try to <laughs> try to meet them in person if I can. And that's what we include. You know, the quotes that you mentioned, how can we make that visually, you know, just break up that text and make it visually appealing. Um, stories, you know, just putting and hyperlinks. It's so important to just break it up because you can just see how much easier it is for our eyes to just scroll down and, and read what we want them to. So that's kind of, you know, the, the rich media bit is super important. The second thing is you can see the number of links. And you mentioned this, um, both Norma Jean and, and John, how, you know, the links are so important. And we talk about from an SEO perspective, there's two types of backlinks. There's like inbound and there's outbound. Yeah. All the links that we have here are all outbound, right? Like they're going out from your page. Yeah. And that's super important because again, the search engines, just like social media platforms, their whole thing is if you can keep people using Google longer, for example, that's a good thing. So if they, they see that people are clicking into your links, that's actually a positive sign um, to Google. So they want to rank you higher because you're actually people keeping people engaged on their platform. Um, and, uh, then there's inbound links, which is actually really, really powerful. So this is when other people, other websites are linking to your podcast website page. Um, and my big recommendation here is a lot of us have guest 
uh, interviews. It's yes. really easy to just be like, hey, your your episode's gone live. I'd love for you to, you know, feature this as in your as seen on section of your website or, you know, like in, in something where they can link back to mm-hmm. your website. Super powerful um, and super, super easy way to do it. And then the last thing I just mentioned, I mentioned keyword research before. Obviously, that's got to be um, a really important part of how you create your, your website content and the content, the actual words on the page. Um, the one thing that I would just mention here is always focus on long tail keywords. So what that means is, you know, for example, uh, you know, a really maybe going and I don't know, like how to build a community might be a sh- what we call a short tail keyword, super broad you know, super generic. But the more that we put in for your podcast, for example, like that people then are, you're, you're targeting the right people then, people who have a podcast and they want to build an engaged community around that podcast. Um, and so that's kind of, does that make sense in terms of what? Absolutely. You want it, it's so, another niche down moment, right? You want to be yes. as descriptive as possible with your keywords. So it's not saying like, oh, you know, I'd like to get a dog. It's saying I'd like to get a red dog that's five years old that, you know, came from a previous owner that had to move away. You know, I think in that perspective, it's, it's definitely something, you know, like you were saying before about just honing in on your audience, right? Because when we talk about community, especially for podcasters, everybody wants to talk about community, but I think just focusing on, you know, first of all, that it's engaged is that first step, right? Because Mm -hmm. you want to have that interaction. And so if everybody out there, right. It's going to come up higher in the SEO if you're talking mm-hmm. about engaged community. It's going to, and especially for podcasting, right? Maybe you're looking at creating community around your YouTube channel, right? Mm-hmm. Which for now is a separate. But you know, in general, let's say if you wanted to do that, you wouldn't necessarily have for your podcast. So grouping that together, you know, the algorithms of search engines and how people are going to find your podcast, find your show, and engage with your content is going to be higher algorithmically. Mm, yeah. So those are kind of my my three tips. So um, rich media, always break yeah. up the text. Um, back, backlinking is an important part. And yeah. the keyword research. Um, and, you know, Capture helps you with some of that keyword research, but you still need to like really hone in on that. that yeah. That, that you know, tail. I think Capture is one of those things where like you're dealing with a robot and most of the time they get it right. And sometimes... You want to just say things a little bit differently. And so I think mm-hmm. there is, you know, in the world of AI, as everything's just happening so quickly, there is that human touch that really does matter as well. Yes. Um, and you spoke a lot about backlinks, right? If you have a guest on, ask them to put it on their website, you know, ask them to link back to your show, right? You're not mm-hmm. just putting links going from your show, but links that'll bring people to your website page. So I want to ask the both of you, what are some effective strategies for promoting your podcast website in addition to inbound links. Deirdre, you want to start us off? Yeah, happy to. Um, so obviously we talked about search. That's a big one. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's, that's probably number one. But um, I have a couple of other ways that I like. So I'll talk about the show notes funnel um, a little bit here. Please. Yeah. So I do things a little bit differently. Um, the description that or the, the show notes that I have in the player is actually pretty short and it only has one link. And that one link is to the, the my podcast website page. And so what I'm doing even on the podcast, um, and even if you listen to the interview that I had with John, I was like, you know, he shared so many great things. And what I do is I actually clip, I, I create a bonus clip. 
from all of my interviews. And the bonus clip can either be kind of a extra tip, for example, that was shared, or it could be um, like an example where they deep dived into one of the steps and it's a really great example. Or it could just be that, you know, maybe they were really great at telling their story and I didn't want to stop them from going, you know, but it went a little bit long and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to cut that bit. And in the actual podcast, I will actually mention hey, if you want to hear this extra tip where John spoke about X, Y, Z, or he went into an example um, on this particular step with about with this particular type of podcast. Um, mm-hmm. If you want that, get it in the show notes. Yeah. And so when they go to the, the player... Description, it links like, them back to that website, baby. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. To yeah. get that content. So that's a powerful way that I've actually, A, got people to my show, to my podcast website, yeah. but also be building my list. So that's um, so really, really effective way. And then I would just say, obviously, you know, I always... When I guessed, and I actually learned this from Kevin Schmidlin, he was talking, he was, he's told this on my podcast. And I was like, oh, I'm going to start doing mm-hmm. this now as well. But his main thing was like, when you're guesting, you need to have a very, very specific call to action uh, because a lot of us, we tend to fall into, oh, well, follow me on social media and these are my links and et cetera, which is, you know, it's great. But again, for, we're, for this, general brand awareness, but it's yeah. Not yeah, exactly. And as listeners, it's really hard. Like we're not, you know, we're driving, we're doing something else generally. I'm yeah. usually running um, and yeah. it's, you know, I'm not going to, I can't pull out my phone and be like, oh, what was that again? So he was like, how do you make it really memorable and link? So his advice was for your call to action, always have one specific episode in your mind that you know is related to the topic that you're talking about. Because then that call to action can be, hey, I actually went really deep or I had this different perspective or whatever I shared on my show, it's episode 37 of the Grow My Podcast Show at growmypodcastshow.com slash 37, whatever it is. And so I'm always as cognizant as possible as I can to, to do that. And that's how I also um, get people to my podcast website. No, that's brilliant. That's really, really brilliant. And I think not to kind of get off track, but editing extra clips, most people wouldn't think to do that extra work. Mm. Yeah. So to build it in, I think, to the workflow and to the funnel to get people to, you know, sign up for your email list, to get people to go to your show, to find you is incredible. Yeah. Mm. John, do you want to jump in on um, promoting your podcast website and strategies for that? Yeah. And I really like the fact that in both points that you talked about through this, Deirdre, you talked about, you know, having empathy for your audience and also talking about these bonus clips and whatnot. Because one thing that we think about as creators sometimes is we just have all of this content. We have lots of different ideas. We have an hour's worth of content and that's what people need to hear. But there Mm -hmm. is really value, I think, in creating uh, content that's catered to your audience. If your podcast needs to be two hours, great. If it can be something where you record an hour's worth of content and then break it up, that's great because then you can really siphon down to a specific point or specific idea, really target on that. You know, I I can't just, I can't gush enough about how good of a strategy that is. Um, One thing I'll always say is when you go as a guest as well, or whenever you're putting your pieces out there, if you are a guest on somebody's show, always have that communication up front and let them know, hey, uh, when you go ahead and release this, share this on your social, share this here and have a game plan with them going into it. I think 
when podcasters start guesting and putting themselves out there at conferences and into the world and things, we don't often have a strategy going into these things. Hey, what does the post look like? What does the pre look like? And like Deirdre said, hey, having this thing that you're going to know that you're going yeah. to point to that has an easy way to find it later, like growmypodcast.com slash 37, whatever the case is, yeah. it's something fairly definable and something that you can come in and be like, okay, cool. Instead of spending five minutes searching on the phone, figuring out what episode it is, you know that when you're talking about this, here are at least two or three key things that you're going to point to. So having Absolutely. that idea when you sit down, it's not just about the conversation you're having. It's about the pre, uh, the pre-work and it's about the post-work conversation that you're going to have. So as much prep as you can put in with somebody else in advance, I think that can't be understated. And then even knowing what you're going to put out, what avenues are you going to use? Are you going to use your newsletter? Do you know other people are going to have their newsletters that they can help you promote with as well? So knowing the different chapters. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, we're talking about this today in terms of building your podcast website and just making the most of your website. But I think a lot of the stuff that we're talking about is an integrative strategy, right? When you're approaching your guest, you're already going to get their links and their bio. So if you ask them, hey, is there something specific you want to promote? They'll be more inclined to share the episode. Right? <laughs> They'll be more excited to you know, share it on their socials and put backlinks on their site. Um, so I, I think it is really important in that regard as well. Um, and I want to ask you both about the analytics that I guessers can use to track and improve their website performance. So Deirdre, can you speak to that a bit? Yeah, I'm going to be, I, I will very quickly throw the job to John because I'm sure that you guys have some <laughs> analytics as well that, you know, um, you want to be showcasing because, um, you know, I, I'm going to be honest, Google Analytics really overwhelms me, um, but I know it's the best place to, from a, at least from a search perspective and a website performance perspective um, to, to go to, you know, um, for me, I'm very much like, hey, how many people are coming? And yeah. if I have a particular call to action, I'm always looking at click through. So those are, for me, the main things that I want to track um, and constantly improve. Yes, we want to get on the first page of Google if we can. Like we want to do all those things. But I also don't want us to get caught up in that particular... Like that's a ever-changing, you know, it's a beast on its own. And that's not... As, a, as creators, like that probably should not be what we spend all of our time on. It's it. Our podcast website is there. And by the way, it's there for different purposes, I think, depending on what the outcome is that you're looking for. I think we yes. just have to also acknowledge that, right? Um, Absolutely. You know, yeah. Yeah. For me, I generally talk to entrepreneurs who podcast, you know, so entrepreneurs want to build an audience. They want to build their list. That's important to them because they know that the the, the money's in the list, right? Um, and so for me, that's why the show notes funnel is really effective. Um, and that's why I'm really looking at those click-throughs of how many people are actually going to the... Because that to me is what's effective. But some people, that's not what they care about. Like they don't, then maybe not an entrepreneur, they don't care about building a list, then it's going to be different metrics. Um, and I don't know, John, whether you're maybe probably better place to talk to some of those. <laughs> yeah, I think that when it comes to... Uh, ways that you can track stuff for your podcast website, and specifically speaking about Podbean. Um, Google Analytics can definitely be a little overwhelming. Um, one thing that we do yeah. have with Podbean is we do have a, a plugin for Google Analytics, though, too. So you have the ability to integrate your podcast website uh, with that. And I would definitely implore people to, you know, take a little bit of time just over time to understand the power that Google Analytics really does 
show. Because what you can do also is if you're setting up and this is probably a conversation for a little bit later, ladies and gentlemen, but the fact that you can have a general link, but put different tracking codes and different pieces behind that to really say, okay, like, let's say, for example, the episode link for this show, we could go ahead and put different tracking metrics for whether someone's sharing it in the newsletter, whether we have it on a website, whether we have it on social media, you could put different metrics like that to really track the performance of one link, but also track it across all the different places that you're sharing it. But one thing that you can even use Podbean's analytics for is we give you an embeddable player and you can yeah. embed that on your specific website. So while you're, and I agree with Deirdre, 100% click-through rate is extremely important. I'm just talking more isolated to our tool set here. If you have an embeddable player on your website that's from uh, the Podbean embeddable player, then the aggregate for all the user agents or we call download sources on our analytics you'll be able to see everywhere your podcast is being played up into your embeddable player also. So it might not say, okay, on this specific website, the embeddable player is being played. But if you have the embeddable player on these different channels, you can see how effective it is getting people to listen using that piece. So, you know, one thing about engagement and one thing about tracking metrics is we often think that there's kind of one solution for it and one, uh, one tool to track all of that. When in reality, you should be using all of these different tools to really understand how that traffic can go. And for a lot of us who really are in the podcasting space, and that's kind of the bread and butter, those analytics can't be understated at all. But I would definitely say kind of echoing Deirdre, Google Analytics should be something that is in your pipeline for sure. And um, I know we're talking click-through rates, so I, I won't spend too much time on newsletters, but please bump up your newsletters, listen to your... Listen to your podcasting family. Bump up your newsletters. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I mean, this has just been such an incredible conversation with both of you. And I think, you know, there's so much food for thought in terms of how podcasters can amplify and maximize their websites so that people can find their podcast, right? We have these tools and resources. We talk about this kind of stuff on Podcasting Smarter because we want you to succeed with your podcast. That's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's our big, that's our big kind of incentive here. It has been such a pleasure today. Deirdre, thank you so much for joining us. And and Capshow is just such an incredible tool. I mean, it's it's fantastic. So we're really excited to have you here joining us because there is website content that Capshow creates for every podcast episode. We love it because you know you can literally upload the audio of an episode and it spits out copy. It spits out you know, captions, it spits out quotes, it spits out titles that are SEO optimized. So when we're talking about SEO and we're talking about podcast websites, we knew that Deirdre was the person to team up with for this one. I do. I do also want to put Capshow over a little bit more here too, because I remember <laughs> when we met you, uh, what was it, about a year and a half ago, and the Capshow tool was a PDF exportable. And, our, and you guys were just like, we have so many other things. Stay tuned. And just seeing like where Capshow has come in just such a short time is so cool. Just for kind of understanding where it was to now, you guys have done an amazing job. So I'm totally putting you guys over here. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks so much for joining us, Deirdre. So thank you everyone for joining us at Podcasting Smarter for our April live event, Mastering Your Podcast Website, Best Practices and SEO Tips with our Director of Customer Success here at Podbean, John Kiernan and Capshow CEO, Deandra Chen, about how you can maximize your reach and create the greatest impact with your podcast website.
For those of you who may be joining us for the first time, Podcasting Smarter has live stream sessions with top podcasters and experts just like this one. We also have exclusive recorded episodes on the Podcasting Smarter podcast. If you joined late or want to have another listen to this amazing conversation, you can replay this live stream on Podbean's YouTube channel and on our Podcasting Smarter podcast. Podcasting Smarter is brought to you by Podbean. We're a podcast hosting and monetizing platform and home to over 600,000 podcasts. To start your podcast, head over to podbean.com today. And thank you so much for joining us. Stay tuned for more podcasting tips and best practices. Happy podcasting, everybody. Thanks for joining us for this replay of our live event episode. If you have any questions about podcasting and want to get in touch with the Podbean team, reach out to us at podcastingsmarter at podbean.com. Happy podcasting.